UPN Tuesday. Is there a creature even Buffy can't slay? I want to hurt it real bad. It cannot be fought. It cannot be killed. Buffy gives the slayers in training their first taste of true evil. How's evil taste? A little chalky. Welcome to the Clatter Ring, also known as If the Apocalypse Comes to Beat Me. This weekly ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We take a look at each episode according to a drill original air date 20 years ago. And this week's episode is Season 7, Episode 11, Showtime. We'll be talking about plot, we'll be talking about characters, and we'll also be talking about effective teaching methods. So spoilers abound for this episode, every episode before it, after it, the comics, and probably other shows and movie. Hello? It's okay. We're Beat Me Pod, and we have eyes. We do have eyes. That was good. Mm. Although I don't think Buffy was as apprehensive. Hello? Hello? (laughs) (laughs) Hello? Have you been crimed? I believe you've been murdered. Uh, Hi. Welcome back. Hello. It's uh, it's me. My name's Kelly. I'm here to talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer with my wonderful co-host, Stacia. Say hello. Hello. And my other co-host, Daniel. Say hello. Where would Beat Me Pod have been if they hadn't put their differences aside to stop the Imperium and his shape-shifting alien horde? Yeah, I just... The knowledge is not that deep with the comics. I don't know who the fuck Imperium is. No. That's why he's so alone. That's why Andrew's so alone. (laughs) Alone in his little dork boat. Oh, we're not here to talk about Andrew. I mean, we are going to talk about Andrew. We're here to talk about Showtime. Originally aired... On January 7th, 2003, we've made it! We've made it to the new year! We've made it to 2003. I'm so proud of us. I mean, clearly we did this months ago. Whatever. Uh, written by David Fury, 16 of 17 for him. Last was Sleeper with Jane Espenson. Never forget. Next will be Lies My Parents Told Me, episode 17 this year. Directed by Michael Grossman, one and only. Not David Grossman, never forget. The other one, Michael Grossman. No relation as far as I could tell, but the information about their possible being related, very scant on the internet. So they might be related, but I highly doubt it. Anyway, according to IMDb, I can say it this time. Grossman has done 62 directing things. He has 62 directing credits. No feature films, but he's done one or two episodes of a bunch of TV shows, including four episodes of Angel and one episode of Firefly, as well as Cobra Kai, The Originals, Switch to Birth, Pretty Little Liars, The Fosters, Gossip Girl, Grey's Anatomy, Gilmore Girls, and Charmed, to name a few. It's like the best hits of Stacia's TV's watching. I was just thinking that. (laughs) Uh, However, his longest stint was 18 episodes of the show Drop Dead Diva, which ran Mm. from 2010 to 2014, and was about, according to IMDb's tagline, a vapid aspiring model killed in a car crash gets brought back to life as an intelligent, overweight lawyer hoping to find the meaning of her inner beauty. (laughs) 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 And I'm just going to leave that there. I don't know what the hell's going on. Hey, Doug. It appears that Grossman is still directing. His most recent credit was a 2022 episode of the Roswell reboot series. There's a reboot. Wow. Oh, yeah, you watched that too, right? But you stopped watching it. I, I did stop watching yeah. it. Yeah. Maybe it just, maybe I just caught up. It could be. It could be. I don't remember. But yeah, we're here to talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, also a former WB property. So it all tracks. This guy's a WB, CW, UPN loyalist. So, uh, Stacia, could you please tell me what happened in this episode, Showtime? 
Rona gets off the bus and gets a classic Sunnydale welcome where she's nearly killed. Side note, the name Rona has not aged well. <laughs> Good thing there's Buffy to the rescue, not like with poor Umpato. R.I.P. R.I.P. You're not a praying mantis, are you? <laughs> Sorry, someone else. Back at the Summer's house, Kennedy is hitting on Willow. The other potentials are annoying Xander and Andrew, and Buffy arrives with Rona. Again, not... COVID. <laughs> Anya did her best to wrestle up some information on the first from the demon world, and Giles seems to have lost all ability to research because he isn't able to tell Buffy how to t- how to kill a Terracon. Oh, my God. Buffy entreats Anya and Giles to get to their last best hope and question the Beljox's eye because they can't ask the powers that be in the angel world for reasons. So many reasons. We will hear none of them. Spike is still struggling. His wounds aren't healing, but at least he has his hallucinations and dreams of Buffy. That's a good point. Why aren't his wounds healing? They probably know. keep He's inflicting not them. Any blood? Yeah, they just keep carving them every day. That's somebody's job. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Anya's and Giles meet up with Torg. Anya and Giles meet up with Torg, a local demon, and take a walk down memory lane. Anya offers up her human body for <laughs> sexual favors in exchange for Torg, opening a portal to Beljox's eye. When that disgusts Torg, Giles turns to threatening, which works immediately. <laughs> Inside the portal, it's dark and windy, but don't worry. There's a big, ugly compound eye for company. Willow gets a call from a coven that another potential's in town. Buffy is tired of keeping Andrew a tied-up prisoner, so decides to just keep him as a prisoner, comma, generally. <laughs> Buffy heads off to get new p- the new potential while Andrew heads off to shower. In the basement, the potential's pretend to train. They're all scared and have no faith in Buffy, which, I don't know, might be justified because Buffy arrives at the hotel to find the potential dead, and also to find out it's Eve, a potential, already at their house. Whoops. <laughs> first has been having a sleepover at the Summers for days. Buffy goes home and heads straight for the basement to yell at the first. The first basically shrugs and then disappears <laughs> the potential slayers slash active whiners continue to panic and doubt buffy buffy asks willow to come up with a barrier spell buffy willow and xander walk out and have a little silent telepathic strategy sesh in the kitchen first slash eve sets the Terracon loose the summer's house is surrounded by bringers and buffy hands out weapons the Terracon arrives and kicks down the front the the front door, Willow brings up a barrier spell, but is clearly struggling, and Buffy tells everyone to run! They split up, and the group heads for a construction site, while Buffy tries to buy time, but the Turrican isn't interested in her. Follows the group of potentials to the construction site, where Buffy appears. It's showtime. Even with no knowledge from Giles, Buffy suddenly knows that she can kill the Uber Vamp, as is revealed in a flashback to the telepathic planning scene. She fights the Uber Vamp across the construction site before Buffy decapitates it by garroting it with some barbed wire. Super gross. <laughs> The potentials are impressed, I guess, while the first looks on in fury. Cut to Buffy holding a knife in front of Spike, but don't worry, this time it's not an illusion, and Buffy cuts him free and they walk out of the cave together. The Beljox's eye tells Giles and Anya that the reason the first is active now is because the Slayer line is in danger, because the Scoobies brought Buffy back. Yep. For reasons. And it makes total sense, and it's not... Even though the... she's not part of the Slayer line anymore, because that's faith. <laughs> <laughs> I heard there's another one. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Well, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much for that. Uh, I mean, you did you did the best you could with what you had. I'm sorry. And that was great. The source material didn't... didn't... No, no, I think your, your explanation on. was fantastic. The only failing is the source material. And we'll get into that quickly. Yeah. Just watch. It's showtime. So a whole lot to say about this episode, and I mean that in every sense of the word, uh, but I will give you some facts, as few as they are. 
apparently the Buffy DVD, I guess, episode box sets. The the source I got this from just said box sets. And you know, England plays fast and loose with the word box sets. They even call like you know streaming seasons box sets, which I get. Like it, it makes sense, yeah. right? If it no, actually, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. It's like it's a holdover from the DVD VHS box set, right? It should. Regardless, they also say series instead of season, which is very confusing when we're talking about finales of stuff. They're just different. We know they're different over Worse. there. Okay. <laughs> but the episode box sets were, I guess, released in chunks in the UK. So they would get like a couple of episodes every few months or so. Season seven box sets got messed up and Showtime got switched with the following episode potential. So briefly in the UK, Showtime was like a lost episode, lost media, but only for a few <laughs> months until the next one came out. <laughs> Sarah Michelle Gellar was unavailable to do the ADR for this episode before the original U.S. airing, so Buffy's telepathy voiceover was actually someone else. Who? I have no idea. I can't even confirm that this actually happened. Regardless, Sarah Michelle Gellar must have eventually gotten into a sound booth because it is her voice in the subsequent U.K. and Australia airings, as well as in the home media versions. I told you. Slim pickings. That was something <laughs> I thought was worth reproducing in our podcast. During this episode, Xander says that the new public library is due to be open in May of 2003, which is right in time for the Sunnydale wow. to get sucked into a town-wide sinkhole. Nice. This man cannot catch a construction break. Felicia Day's character, Vi, makes her first appearance in this episode, but we don't actually hear her name at any point in Showtime. She is named in the script, but viewers won't know what to call her till next week. Hmm. That's it. The end. Trivia time! I love when I can do a trivia time. Oh, I should yeah. have been working hard to do this this whole time, but you know what? If it weren't for the last minute, we would have no minutes. In Showtime, Buffy ends her post-Turakhan slang mini-speech by saying, Here endeth the lesson. That is the third time those exact words have been spoken on this show. Can you name the other two episodes that featured this line and which characters say it? Anne. No. Do you have a guess on a person or an episode? Um... One's pretty obvious. Buffy. No. I mean, yes, if you're counting this episode, which I'm not. I'm asking for the other ones. Think, cast your mind back. Who could be saying into the camera, here endeth the lesson? Giles? No. I mean, yes, he could. Well, Wellsy? Woolsey? Webbs? Well, no. Wesley? Wesley. Wesley Wyndham Price? Price? Yes. <laughs> I like him. Wesley? Wesley? The little Wesley Irish Andrew? guy who helps who helps Angel. Doyle, no. Okay, oh my gosh. Okay, what what it, is it the woman that has the the hand and screams to frame? Mm. <laughs> Gwendolyn Post. It's absolutely Gwendolyn not Post. Gwendolyn Post. Interesting lady. Can we kill her? I think the council might frown upon that. I'll tell you the episode and you tell me the character. Okay. The first time is in... Never kill a boy on the first date. It would be the the guy. Owen? No. Willow no. says it to Owen? No. The master. Oh. You failed me. Okay, now this one is a give me. Oh. Fool for love. Spike. Yes. Yes, I do remember him After doing that. After he schools Buffy on right. his How yeah. I Killed the Slayers. Right, right. Around at the lesson. And he's like, you remember? He was sitting on his knees. He's like, pow. Yeah, come no, on. No, that was good. Anyway. That was good. Spike? Sorry, I'm confused. He he's that vampire who's been killing people, right? Bringing it back to the episode. Stacia, what did you think about this episode? I don't like this episode. Hot take, hot take. Daniel, what did you think about this episode? The episode's tension, which was do we have a plan so that we don't die, is the same as the last episode. The last episode sucked, and I cannot put it any lower than it is. Worse than killed by death. Worse than killed by death. I'd rather watch killed by death. <gasps> 
So I think it's recency bias a little bit. So I don't know if I can totally confirm that. And there's a lot of stuff that I love about the new stuff. Like I like our friends hanging out, but the worst part about the potentials and I'm trying is that they take away screen time from our friends and this is the end of the fucking show and it just isn't worth it. You're not getting booted up or rebooted. You're not, this isn't continuing on. And maybe that was a possibility and maybe that was the reason for this. The only good things about this are the spike Buffy scene when he's like, you know, she'll come for me and then no, I won't excellent stuff. Again, great actors are going to give great performances. And I do actually thematically enjoy Buffy living being the reason why the first is coming. Mainly, I like that how Giles didn't say anything to Anya when Anya's like, it's not her fault. It's our fault. We brought the first. And he's just like, yeah, you did. Silence. Yeah, (laughs) Because I gave him a KO for this shit last time or, you know, for him not being there to help. And it's like, no, he he reversed Unoed his KO into an okay because now he's good. He's fine. <laughs> Everything's good. And, and But also, I really like when it's like, the world would have been better off if Buffy stayed dead. And we talked about that a lot when she was dead. But it, it never feels quite right. And I, I like that. I like that, how they just left it there. Why are we all bothering? It's not like we can make a difference. Yeah, I mean, that's a a really big thing for Giles to have to confront. And yeah, we, we definitely talked about this because yeah. I'd be like, Tara would still be alive. So automatically, yes, Buffy should have stayed dead. But, uh, you know, Giles made his mm-hmm. disgust known as soon as he came back. He yelled at Willow, I can't believe mm-hmm. you fucking did this. can't believe you did this. Mm-hmm. And he said it in that moment, too. Like, of course I'm glad she's right. back because I care about her. But you should not have done this. And it, like, I think that's why it has to be silent because you don't want Giles to say the words, yeah, Buffy should have stayed dead. Yeah. That's about it. That's, yeah. <laughs> done and done. <laughs> this episode sucks. That's all I wrote about my my thoughts. This episode is terrible. <laughs> That's all I've got to say about that. You're dropping like flies here. The biggest thing in the episode, as you pointed out, taking away time from our friends is the Brat Pack, the Potentials. In an episode that's not called Potential, which is the next fucking episode, we have nothing but the Potentials to deal with. Okay, so... It, our collection is not complete, unfortunately, but they're already very fucking annoying. Obvi- I think everybody's... I don't know, Stacia, how, what's... Give me, give me a temperature read on, on your feelings towards the potentials. An individual one, them as a group, just... None of them seem redeemable. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, I'm like, hundreds of you, it sounds like, have been killed by the bringers. You know who hasn't been killed by the bringers? The people within Buffy's immediate presence. So maybe shut the fuck up and sit the fuck down. The woman who died that made it to Buffy is the one who ran away. Yes. Stop questioning her. They immediately. She has head damage. (laughs) Internal bleeding. She had internal bleeding to the point that Giles thought she might die. We're just shrugging this all away. Uh, yeah, they, they immediately question Buffy's leadership. She is the only one that they could potentially keep them safe to that, like, has... Oh, I know the entire plot of this episode is, do we have a plan? And she doesn't really have one. But the thought would be, yeah, we're probably safer around her than not. Daniel, I know this is a crazy situation because it's magic and there's superhuman people and there's a lot going on. But if you were in this situation where you were going to be attacked by a superhuman... And one was trying to lead you to victory. Would you just constantly question every, oh, all of their motives, or would you shut up? I would just shut up, shut up, and up. shut down. I would. I would try to get my friend Lizzie McGuire on the phone to talk to her. Being in this episode, which was fantastic. Um, no, I would. I would shut the fuck up. And honestly, I would be like Rona. Rona was the only relatable one. Who's like, we're all gonna die. This is we're dead. This is over. And also, I'd be like, where's the guns? Do we have guns? 
Where's the guns? Did someone say, where's the guns? I didn't even catch No, that. no, no, I, I would have. Like, Rona's like, here's oh, the yes. pointy yeah. end. And I'd be like, great, I understand what a knife is. Where are the guns? How do we fucking <laughs> mow this Give bastard Give me a down? gun! This is America, right? We're still in America, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> That's my joke. It is California. Like, still. Can't even point a decorative gun? See, it's interesting that you say that Rona has the best point, because I feel like... I, I wanted to ask you what you thought about this. So, so her her biggest thing is surrender, right? Like the first thing we do when we meet her is she's like, I'm going to sit down and die. Like people are coming to kill. It's oh, relatable. Sit down it's relatable. I don't think it's right. <laughs> you're, I, fair enough. I don't, Stacia, do you think, I mean, you've said multiple times if there was a zombie apocalypse, you're going first. Cause. Oh, I know. I, I have no coordination, no stamina, no athletic ability whatsoever. <laughs> They're so, getting me. Even the shambly zombies. So at the bus station, you're also sitting down and waiting for the end to come? I mean, I'd probably run away, but I'd make it about two steps before they caught up to me and killed me. <laughs> I'm winded. It's fine. Just fucking do it. Yeah. I don't have to run anymore. Please, God. See, but you would do what they uh, did not do, which was like attempt to fortify, attempt to fight. I know that was like the plan to get them away, but I'm losing my mind in, in the moment because I'm just like, how the fuck are they not even trying to fight or protect the girls? I mean, at least you would try that. I mean... I'm with you. We couldn't outrun a fucking zombie apocalypse, but we could at least fortify. We could at least make it so that they don't come in, you know, or try at least God. Well, okay. So that's kind of Rona's point. And then all of them, I mean, I, okay. The, the first was giving them a little push to like, let's give up. Let's just all give up. But that really did become the consensus quickly. And I will say, and I think I, I would hope we all know I hate Kennedy. She seemed to be the only one that was like, let's yeah. try a little. And Molly, too. I'll give Molly. She was fleeing her steak, and she was like, maybe we should. But, yeah, uh, Lizzie McGuire, Chloe, <laughs> supposedly, Felicia Day, Rona, they were like, yeah, let's just not. So we'll talk about Buffy's plan, but what do you think – what's the potential's plan? Daniel, if they're just like, yeah, let's give up. What? What? They're just like signing up to all die in the basement? I mean, I think that they're just blowing off steam. I mean, there's really nothing they can do. It's, it's again, so ridiculous how they got here. I have so many questions. I mean, somebody like Rona is the, the logistics wise, the logistics wise, but also like Rona <laughs> is, is just such an enigma because she says in here that she doesn't have a watcher. She goes out to say that, which we understand that Buffy didn't have a watcher. Right. And it showed up. But then she's like, I just mm-hmm. found out who I am. How the fuck did you find out how who you are? How the fuck did you hear about Buffy? How the fuck did you get here? How did you abandon your friends and family? Like, is this what the coven is doing mm-hmm. is like making people self kidnap themselves and, and come off to Sunnydale, I California. Guess. I don't understand. I mean, if the alternative is the bringers come and kill you, I would go to Sunnydale. Yeah, totally. Sure. I mean, I just, how do they know? Who's telling them that, though? Like, hey, you need to get to Sunnydale. I don't know. That's, I mean, I mean you are wrong. taking a lot on faith. Oh, that is a, a great question. You're like, yeah. you're a teenager, and some strange person contacts you from England on a phone. <laughs> on a phone yeah, phone, as sure. if they know how to operate those. And it's like, listen, someone, a group of someones with no <laughs> eyes in the robes are coming to kill you. And if you don't get on a plane without a supervisor and go, oh, I guess a bus, and travel to Sunnydale, California, who knows how long she was on that bus, uh, you will die. Yeah. So you're like, yeah, I'm going to. Prank collar, prank collar. I'm gonna. And not. part of the coven is like, okay, if it's the coven who's like, you guys got to get out of here. You're, you need to be safe. Uh, also, five 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 six five six five. Like, here's the phone number. Why don't you call? Mm. Logistically set up a meeting point so that Buffy can straight up grab you and bring you here instead mm. of faithing it over in the fucking motel part of te- of the of the town where you go and die. Mm. Like, why not? Yeah. Come right to her house. What's going on? 
I mean, that was a good point when Xander's like, why are we just finding out about it? It's two days later. And, and what? there's a yada yada. Like, oh, well, the coven just, it was only because of the Seer. Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Reasons. Oh. Well, no her, no, it said her, they said her watcher had been yeah, killed yeah. before he could inform anyone. Right. Well, uh, little Miss Rona, with no watcher, was able to make it. Amen. Just saying. I love Rona. Just saying. I hope she's good and she makes it through, but I don't remember. Well, she didn't know where she was going either. She was going to open the phone book. <laughs> That's true. Oh, right. Yeah. But she was looking for Summers, though. So she knew a name. Yeah, yeah. Why couldn't she know uh, a phone number? Why couldn't she? Why couldn't someone give her that information before they put her on a fucking bus? I don't know. Okay. We were dumb. Why couldn't they give her a cell phone? What? We can't. We can't do this. Uh, Dawn brings up an excellent point and dunks on this episode in the episode by saying, uh, I don't know how much of a help all these scared children are. And Willow says better more you know better numbers. Uh, do you think Daniel that the the potentials are a bigger liability at this point, or they could actually be a boon in a fight? They well, I mean the the episode would tell us that they are a boon, right? Because if they are like bait and they would actually be something that would lure somebody, then yeah, they're worth it as bait. But like they're not able to fight. I mean that's just the way it is. It, you're going to get the strength, or you're not. Like at the end of the day, I'm sorry, like. Teenagers are weak. They're weak. And even if you, (laughs) even if you're going to fight and you're going to work out, it's going to take months to get any type of like definition, any type. I get it. You guys can just, you know, get some cardio up or whatever. But the reality is you're going to die immediately. Now you could probably after two months, you're going to feel a little stronger, but you're either going to get the strength or you're not. And Mm. unless they don't, if unless they get the strength, which they will, um, they're all definitely liabilities and they could die at any moment. And if that's like catastrophic to Buffy, which I don't think it is, I don't think she really cares that much. Then I don't know. I, I mean, I, hopefully our villains uh, don't just weigh get underpowered as the season goes on. And then these group of people that have not been really trained to do anything or with no muscle mass or any kind of skills are able to easily readily defeat them. There's no way that would happen. That would be ridiculous. Uh, are we going to fight or is there just going to be a monster sarcasm rally? Okay. The muscle mass thing seems irrelevant because they all turn into slayers. What? No. Yeah, I know. But before, before they turn into slayers, they're, they're able to kill. Yeah. The I mean, that's <laughs> that's well, that's because now we know we decapitate them. Right. You just grab some barbed wire, whatever's handy. Which would all hurt. Right, so we've mentioned that would hurt. To grab that barbed yes, wire. Yes, to grab. Like, come on. I know. Buffy had no gloves. And that's she, okay because she's Buffy. And it wasn't like a saw, right? Like a real, like, I guess garrots are not necessarily like with a saw. They're usually wire. Yeah, just wire. But like, so she's, you're pinching. You're essentially like pinching the dude's head off. Yeah. <laughs> Which is nuts. The amount of power yes. it would take for you to do. I mean, there's the people who like have strangled people and it, they say it, it could take up to like 30 minutes. And are you kidding me? This is a yeah. super goblin vampire. This guy is not <laughs> going away. A little bit of fucking nicking on the barbed wire. What are we talking about? That's my same theory as the little wood particles that can go and kill a fucking regular vampire. Like that's as much of a joke to me as this little tiny pince right here is going to rip apart my entire head. Then how, what good are you? You could accidentally get into a, an accident with a car and your in your head could just, I don't know if your head is that malleable. Just pops oh. right up. A little bit of force. Head pops right up. My head's that valuable. I protect it at all costs. You don't want to get pinched off? No. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> Never that, done I that. don't think we could pinch off human heads. I think if barbed wire was there, I think it would take a lot 
It would take a lot to nah, crush man, through. She's got the strength of 10 men. She's a literal superhero. Oh, no, what she, we need to do is she's get five fine. men on one side, five men on another side, each holding a piece of the barbed wire, mm. put it around someone's neck. You really don't think that would decapitate them? Just hanging someone from the wrong length of rope, rope decapitates people. Really? Yeah. But the book was scarier than the movie because instead of crushing his foot with a sledgehammer, Kathy Bates chops it off with... I'll be good. I think that people could. I think five of them could. I think if you got together, you could do it. Buffy could do it. Buffy could do it at any time. I'm not doubting Buffy at all. I'm doubting these children to just take barbed wire (laughs) and just, boom, rip off someone's head. Absolutely not. What we need... How many are there? One, two, three, four, five. Perfect. What we need is five more. And just wait. Like a mousetrap. them to kill one. That's it. That's it. They could do it. So we've talked about a couple of times very recently, because it's become very relevant, about this whole calling how a slayer becomes a law situation right mm-hmm. like we have some weird dialogue about that in this episode that it's probably not that weird and i'm probably thinking about it way too hard but Stacia, i wanted to know your opinion on this so eve the first whatever says no matter how many there are one of us is going to be the next slayer chloe aka lizzie mcguire's friend it won't be me i mean not now i'm too young kennedy it doesn't work that way in fact the younger the better in fact i'm starting to think that i might be it might be too late for me. And then the first Eve says, never too late, could be anyone, especially since there's so few of us left. So how do you, what do you feel about that? Just up front, what do you think she's saying? They're, they've come to the consensus of. Like, is Kennedy saying she's almost too old? Does that mean she's almost going to be 16? Is that why she's saying she's too old? Yeah. Okay. And then the younger, the better. What is that supposed to mean? More time before you turn too old to turn into the Slayer. Okay, gotcha. So this is, I got, like, at first I was really confused, but I guess it makes sense, right? Like, we kind of talked about this too. They could be, it could be any time. If you're, you're, your potential to be a slayer, that means from the second you're born, you could be one who is the one. It just has to cosmically line up that when the slayer dies, you are the one who was 15 at the time, right? Yeah. Okay. All this to say... We can pretty concretely confirm that Kennedy is 15 years old. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, great. Concrete. Concrete. <laughs> just just want to make sure that that's still true. Okay, moving they on. They also talk about as if there's five people that are left and this is all we are. And it just, like we talked about last time, like, there are millions of teenage girls yeah. just in America alone. And they can all be the fucking slayer. So you're all good. Yeah. If you all just perish right now, it's fine. It's fine. And again, we've officially broadened, confirmed that it's 0 to 15. Like, it's it's not just girls who are 15 right now that might be called. It could be literally anyone. But it also brings up... When do we broaden that? Just right now, by saying that. Like, the younger, I the better. I like, so. There's still all potentials. And at the end, it was chosen. We confirmed that, too, because there's, like, an 8-year-old girl who's like, oh. Wow. That's because they take away the restriction. Yeah, but what I'm saying is there can't be just a handful because we have all of the women in the world from 0 to 15 that could potentially be slayers. Not all of them would be called, so I guess you would run out of them eventually. But it's just like, that's such a wide net, I feel like. Well, I'm saying that there's there's 1 to 14 that will get to the age where they are a potential slayer. Then they have a year where they're a potential slayer, and either they're called or they're not a slayer. I think that that makes the most sense. Why would – I mean, it's funny that – well, I guess they take away the rules. But why would you have 
a six-year-old become the Slayer. That almost makes no sense. Like it would have to yeah. be within a time frame. Like I mean, what she, what I, what I thought she was saying was the closer you are to that potential, like literally becoming of a potential age, which again we would think would be fifteen or fourteen, whatever. The closer to that, the better. And now that she's getting older, every day that she grows older, the less she is going to become a potential. As if that's the rule. Like it's all about a time clock. Is that? I, I mean, I think don't it, know if it I is. think it makes sense just like statistically. If you have 365 days where the Slayer could die, you have a higher potential of becoming the Slayer than if you have 30 days left. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. That's True. fair if we're doing it by like numbers that are around. But, or, but what if it's just a per like, if, what if it's just whoever and they just happen to be 15? They're about to turn 16, but they were they were always going to be the one. I don't know. That That's the weird part about this where it's like this yeah, whole well, when you hit your birthday, strange. that midnight on your 16th birthday or whatever, it's over, Bizarre. man. You don't get to be called. It's the next one. It's the other one. Dumb. But I just was like, are we opening the possibility? Like, why aren't we collecting eight-year-olds? Like, why aren't oh we collecting God, the ones who could be the one if the Slayer dies in 10 years? You know what I mean? Like, why are we? Why would you do that, though? They would be a liability and they can't fight for They're you. all liabilities. There's millions <laughs> of people. You're talking about concentration camps that are the size of countries. What are you doing? For what? To just hold them and wait for what? Listen, we've got to move on. We, we simply don't have the time. <laughs> Okay, beyond Thunderdome, it seems to me that Buffy's plan was to lure the Turok Han to a construction site and possibly be brutally murdered in front of everyone, leaving them defenseless. So, what was the the thought process there? Was she just like full of confidence? She and she assumed she would win. Was it wishful thinking? Was did she actually learn a ton about the Turok Han from their first fight? Because to me, it seemed like Giles had no knowledge. She was going out on a limb. Taking the head off of something is a pretty surefire way to kill it, so fair enough. But, Daniel, what do you think about the plan and the execution of the plan? And what the fuck was going on? It's the only thing this episode could have done, which was to withhold information for us to surprise us. That's literally all it could do, and it did exactly what it did. I'm glad that they clarified that weird scene with Xander being like, what? what, what? I was like, ooh, you, why'd you keep that one <laughs> taken? That was terrible. But it was like, oh, we are talking, <laughs> talking to each other. Uh, they did that on purpose. Exactly, and that's great, and I really enjoyed that. But, like, but you're totally right, like, what, this plan fucking sucks. Um, you, there's so many variables that could have happened. Like any one of them could have died running from the house. You could have been killed out yeah. on the street. You're, and, you know, but the plan wasn't even like that great to begin with because like they go into the the zone right, and then they they're supposed to uh, split up. Well, splitting up is bad, but they're supposed to go and fan out right. I assume. So that the Turrican doesn't know where to go, so it can only really go after one to buy Buffy more time, is what I thought. I guess. But then they never did. And Buffy, of course, just shows up, turns on the lights, knows right. where the lights are, just like before when she kicked the thing. She just knows how to work a construction site. We don't question it. Maybe Xander told her that's fine. Xander is over here, like uh, like um, that one where uh, Tara's talking with uh, Willa. What's that one? Uh, mm-hmm. Where, you know, Buffy dies, that episode. Um, the gift. Yeah. yeah, the gift. Yeah. So we're, we're like that, I assume. That's fine. But like... My my question for you is the first said to kill everybody and I, I assume save her, save the one. So save yep, Buffy. Save Buffy. So why don't right. you scale that scaffold and start picking off those innocent people, which is what yeah. you were called to do. And now I get you're going to be Mr. Big Man and you want to take down the Slayer. That's fine. You're going to get a little bit distracted. But it doesn't mean that one swipe couldn't kill every one of those people right there. Every one of them. 
Yes. So that's yes. a bit confusing. Not confusing because it's a TV show, but like that's what a normal monster would do. And you wouldn't stand on a scaffold to be like, mm, I'm five feet off the air and I'm I'm safe. The amount of scaffold climbing, the amount <laughs> of going to a place that's like an impenetrable fortress that's a fully open outdoor construction area that is somehow inescapable. I in. just like he walked in. How could he not walk it's, out? It's, 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 shit they just kept going up and down that scaffolding i'm like just fucking walk what are you guys doing the, the bad guys walk i can't oh i hated that so much anyway uh yeah the the uber vamp was given explicit directions by the first go kill everyone except for buffy and if you can bring buffy back alive please and thank you the uber vamp gets distracted okay i'll give you i'll give you one you got distracted but then during the fight with buffy in the street scurries away to go kill the potentials. And instead of climbing Boxes this impassable, low. impenetrable scaffolding, goes after Buffy again. again. Now, obviously, Buffy would try to defend the potentials. So, like, he's going to end up fighting Buffy anyway. But like you said, the, the Uber van we met just two days ago was super fast, incredibly strong, killing fucking machine. This guy gets taken out by... Barbed wire. What? By, by barbed wire. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's going to take his head off, but, like... He can't make any kills. He can't get up the scaffolding. He can't get to any of those kids. He can't do it. And the bringers. The bringers just wait outside. The Uber vamp's doing his thing against the barrier, okay? Walk around the fucking house. They all just came out the back door. Bringers. And they were there to ambush. But, like, just come in. Flank them. Flank them from behind. Fight them in the house. I just... They fail. They fail so much. Anyway, Stacia, did you, what do you feel about this impenetrable <laughs> construction site? Uh, it was really unclear what it was. Like, it was, like, in a concrete hole in the ground, and they had to, like, climb down into it, and then, but then they immediately climbed back up out of it to be safe from the <laughs> vampire who climbed down into it. Dude, they so paid for climbing. scaffolding. There's so much climbing. And then, and then Buffy and the vampire, of course, just have to throw each other into every piece of construction equipment and, like, pile of rubble that's there. And I, if I were Xander, I'm like, why did I suggest oh. this? I work here. Also, why are you using why are you using barbed wire in a construction Dude. site? What is that for? I don't know, man. It's just I hate it. I hated all that. Uh, so I had a question. We've talked about this about crosses. I think in um, Beneath You this year, you know, when Spike does his big laying on the cross thing, we kind of talked about why why crosses to begin with, like the vampire mythology of yeah. all that. And, that, you know, that's that's obviously not a, not a Buffy invention, the crosses thing, right? And, you know, you give it a pass. Okay, whatever. Maybe vampires only existed post-Christianity. Maybe whatever, whatever. That's a thing. This goblin vampire is pre-everything, prehistoric, older than God, and is still affected by holy water. Station Y. Uh, well, I would say the same thing about the judge and that rocket launcher. He was yep. pre-rocket launcher and it still killed the fuck out of him. No <laughs> well, weapon forged. Well, see, that's kind of the opposite. It was no weapon forged at that time that he was created. But Things have been is that... Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, and then, and then holy water was invented and it hurts the Turacon. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. I don't understand why a weapon has to predate something to hurt it. Okay, well, it's just like the, it's the, it's the religion <laughs> aspect. Because the only thing that gives that power is religion, right? 
the rocket launcher, the thing that gives it power is a rocket propelled grenade. <laughs> so in a world, so in um, a universe that has multiple dimensions and multiple proven gods, there could not be a god that could have become into existence after the Terracon and still hurt them somehow. I don't like you making apologies for this episode. <laughs> I'm not making apologies <laughs> for this episode. I'm making apologies for vampire lore. Fair enough. Yeah, and I'm also saying I think it's silly. Again, see the judge and the rocket launcher. Yeah. Excellent point. This is why I bring these questions up. To be combatively <laughs> intrigued. <laughs> yeah. So what's your excuse? No, you're right. I mean, look, I don't always have a take with these questions. I curious, yeah. like, I legit want to know the answer because I don't fucking know. I didn't know. I thought I was right. I thought it was stupid. <laughs> I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> Turns out this episode, that's bad. The answer, Kelly, is that God is great. And that's really all we need to know. God and guns are great. Yes. Rocket launchers are great. <laughs> God and guns. God and guns. Pew, pew. Okay. Crying eagle. <laughs> is that an eagle? Is that a Okay. Feels I'll right. put it in. I'll put it in. What is Botox's eye? Waiting in the wings. Via Bell Jax's eye, we get an explanation of why the first has been inactive till now. It's not because she died. It's because she lives again which is different than her living the first time because of magic, we have to assume. Which, fair news, okay, right? Buffy did die a human death for, like, one and a half seconds, uh, and, and, and Xander revived her. Okay. I mean, it was enough to magically alter the Slayer line forever, but not that big a deal. Can't exploit the line just because of that. Okay, that's fine. Daniel, you said that you were okay with that, that explanation. It feels a little MacGuffin-y to me, you know, like, uh, oh, yeah, this is a thing we can use for sure, do you think this was planned by the writers all the way back in season you know, and season five that that they were going to use this resurrection as like a punishment or or exploit for a, another evil? I think it's something that's pretty. I I wouldn't be shocked if they did. I mean, it's definitely something where they've sort of toyed around with the idea of it. And if they're thinking about an evil and like why did it come, which you would presume that they would ask that question, why is it here? It's a good reason why. I mean, if you're talking about like forces being unleashed in the world we've kind of looked at that before like something was unleashed when willow did it the problem with the show is just that it's a regular show and it has 22 episodes and years go by in between they do a pretty good job of keeping stuff together now they also get buck wild with stuff but this is definitely something that kind of makes sense and they've kind of hinted at it before i feel like i don't think it came out of left field we didn't need an eyeball thing to do it but you know, whatever. <laughs> and I don't really know what they got out of it, except for, oh, now we have some knowledge. But what did what did it do? I don't know. Why. Oh, yeah. I mean, the eye. Uh, I I don't know why it has to have a weird tube on the back of it. I really wish it was. it looks like an eyeball with the optic nerve. Oh, yeah, I guess so. But for me, it's just, like, not good. Not a great image. I wish it was just an eyeball circle in a cage. Anyway, Sage, what do you think about that explanation? From the sentient eyeball. From from that sentient <laughs> yes. eyeball. Um, <laughs> from the writers of Buffy the I, I just, I'm left questioning what's the difference between her dying after the master kills her and her dying and being resurrected. That's what I expect from you, Stacia. I gift. appreciate it. Keep us I on. just, if anything, it seems like, because I don't really know what they're saying that this, the chosen line is in jeopardy. Because if anything, it seems like it would be more in jeopardy after Buffy dies after the gift and Faith is the only slayer who's not slaying. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah, why wait a year? That's the other thing. Well, you have eons to act. Oh, yeah, what's a year? It's a blink of an eye. A blink of a multi-eyed ball on a vine. Anyway. uh, Yeah, I I just think that 
the initial act of Buffy dying is is more for me way more magically disruptive. You have two Slayers alive at the same time. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying that, that that could never happen at any point in history before. It could have happened. We just you know this is the first time we know about it in our universe here. So that seems like a way bigger deal. And that's your moment to strike. Like shit, the Slayer line is irrevocably changed because there's two alive at the same time for the first time possibly ever. And now it's she's alive again, and I get it. It's, that's why it's got to be the magical aspect. The way in which she was brought back has to be the only difference. I like the imagery of the first watching, because apparently the first is everywhere, watching Buffy die um, and then being resurrected by Xander and Faith being called and thinking, now's my moment to strike when there's two Slayers for the first time ever. <laughs> <laughs> Twice as many enemies. Yeah, perfect. That doesn't make any sense. Like any of this does. We did talk about this, and I don't know if it was ever, like, a good point, so much of it as, like, a fun little thought experiment to throw out there, about Tara being the price for Buffy's resurrection. Oh, yeah. And I think that this is clearly it, right? Like, this yeah. is this is the real price of, of bringing Buffy back. I mean, we just said it in no uncertain terms. Yeah. So, you know, if we can accept that, you know, a life for a life kind of thing. Well, when it's a Slayer, it's not a life for a life. It's not good enough. It's a life for the end of the Slayer line. <laughs> I... I think my issue with it is still just, like, if if the Bell Jocks' eye had said it's because you brought someone back from the dead, fine. But it's not just someone. It's not that you did evil magic or whatever or that upset the balance of good and evil or something. But it's because you did this to Buffy and somehow Buffy being resurrected endangers the Slayer line. But there's actually no, like, through line of how her being back actually endangers anything because... After she dies from the master, she's kind of irrelevant to the Slayer line. The Slayer line is faith. Mm-hmm. So who cares what Buffy does? Great question. We should have clearly pivoted the show after Buffy oh, died, God. followed Kendra, and then Well, I'm not away. saying that. No, I, know, I know. I'm just like. It's, but it's just like there are still potentials. Faith got called. If Faith, well, Kendra got called. And then after Kendra died, Faith gets called. And, you know, once Faith dies, another Slayer will get called. So how does Buffy being around magically or not. Yeah, she's just a nuisance. Endanger that. I mean, it really is like get rid of Buffy. And now there's just one again. Yeah. The end. Like, she's the only thing making this time. But it special because it do, it doesn't seem like the Bill Jaxai is saying because you did an evil thing evil exists and is attacking you now it's more like because you did an evil thing and brought Buffy back and Buffy somehow ruins the Slayer line for reasons yep. now the first can attack when the first could have never attacked before because the one Slayer in the entire world is the only force against all of evil. <laughs> and that's why it could come back to being just MacGuffin-y to me. It's like, uh, a magic thing happened, so therefore we can act now because we need to. And it's a good enough reason. It's better than yeah. some other bullshit they've come up with for in the past. So, I mean... I mean, if they had just tried a little harder, like the magic that's fueling Buffy's life is like solely siphoning away potential's powers or something, like, like that. that would make more yeah, sense, yeah. you know? And then you'd be like, oh, I see the cost for Buffy existing. That continues to be a cost. I like that. that like the the pool of potentials is getting yeah. smaller. Well, I mean, they even said, you know, uh, the Eve as the first says something like, the numbers are, are dwindling down. And it's like... You know, well, they're implying because them. they're being murdered, right? But, yeah. like, what if, if the numbers are fine? Like, we're like, well, there's millions of women in the world, yeah. just pick someone else. Well, we can't 
because when Buffy came back, she started sucking yeah. away. There, the more people aren't getting called anymore, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. The problem is how so, would like how would you that, that even confirm that information again? If you had a council that was an actual like entity in this world, I think <laughs> you, real thing? you could oh. actually have in that. like one building in England with no phones <laughs> with, <laughs> and no computers for, and no batteries. Let's say that safety telephony <laughs> made it to the Isles. Let's say it made it to to um, to England. I'm just saying, like, you could have an actual agency that would be able to track that because right now, all of the stuff people are saying, like everything that Kennedy said about, oh, the younger, the better. And, oh, the Slayer line is dying. And you're right. I took it as both. Not only we're dying, but also it's only the five of us. She does say that. It's like only one of us are going to become the Slayer. How the fuck are you making these statements? And you're believing them. You're just saying things. And we need an, an actual authority to really tell us that this is the five people left. This is an actual thing. Because right now, I don't believe it. I mean, right. we've just... And you shouldn't. The world we're going to get five too, more tomorrow. Fuck. The world is too wide. It's way too big. And unless you have Melbourne Numbers. and Sweden up, unless you have those places <laughs> where we can monitor... Then I would believe the council because that would be something that they could theoretically be keeping track of if they weren't super incompetent and the show wrote them totally differently. But when you just have a girl saying who just became a, an active potential that she knew about four days ago saying, oh, the, the line is dying. We're all about to die or we're about to be. They're just making stuff up as far as I'm. Concerned. I like the idea of there being a potential counter in the corner that just randomly like dings down <laughs> and you just know they're dying. 29. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, if the, show was, if the show was stylistic, I mean, shows do do that. They kind of have like fun meta yeah. stuff, and I, that would be a really funny one where like you could just have it counting down in the corner, and like we would just know as an audience. And I, how would they know? I don't know, but like that could be cool. But again, you would need a council to like really actively watch that stuff. And right? we clearly can't use Giles as a through for that anymore because this man is just fucking incompetent. At this <laughs> Yo, point. He's, he's best friends with a horse. <laughs> oh, she didn't even get a sat- shout out. That was no. man. Who is Althania? Where's Miss Horseness? Oh, the God. Palladian spirit conjuring. Don't even talk to me about the Palladian spirit conjuring. Not but did they do it? Not today. Did they figure it out? <laughs> um, I like the idea because you don't get to hear Althania's response on that phone call that when Willow is like, did you figure out that Palladian spirit conjuring that Althania is like, shut the fuck up. There's another potential <laughs> because the next thing that Willow says is what? Okay. <laughs> 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 this would never happen to Miss Horseness. She doesn't deal with small talk. <laughs> so show me a trick. A trick? You know, pull a rabbit out of something or make something float. <sighs> yeah. Um, this is just a nitpicky thing, but I'm curious because we don't. We lay out the rules and we immediately contradict them. Some of it's carelessness, some of it's intentional. We'll never know where we are in time or space. However,. We have established, supposedly, that the first is incorporeal, cannot interact with objects, right? Right. Now, I understand that you can appear, like, as a projection, you're going to be in the clothes, whatever outfit you want to be, and that's you. Like, you're not interacting with the clothing, right? The first is appearing. In my head, the way that it kind of works is a projection in the person's mind, and it's only the one that the first chooses, right? Like, we saw Spike see a thing that no one else could see. Mm -hmm. So, the first has the power to project into people's minds an image of a person, which is why it can't interact with things, because it's not actually there. So, it can project itself as whatever it wants, including clothing. That, that all makes sense, right? We mm-hmm. can agree. That's what's going on. So that's why I can't interact with objects. Right. Eve is in a sleep bag. That's what I wrote. Yep. Sleeping bag. Okay. Okay. Great. She would get oh, caught okay. out. So, she would get called out. Right? Right? 
so so that would that to you, Stacia, would that count as an object that she's interacting with? Yeah, it's bizarre. If anything, she'd have to be sitting on top of the sleeping bag, and the sleeping bag could not be compressed by her weight. Right, there would be no indication that there's a body, yeah. any kind of thing. And then there. you would like, that's weird. Or if she sat next to you on the couch, the couch wouldn't move. Right, right, yes. Lots of problems. And I could, okay, I cool. could even accept that she could project things like... Uh, her clothing being a sleeping bag. I, I could I could even take her projecting yeah. that she is sitting in a sleeping bag, say they were further apart or something like that. It would make a lot more sense. But she is a just ghost entity. And how would they not be able to sense that she's not real? How would they not accidentally hit her? I'm willing to believe that the potentials have no idea because they're idiots and all they're doing is whining. What I don't understand <laughs> is why Buffy has not realized that the first is in her midst. That's We have seen her be all ninja-like with a blindfold over her face still being able to kill bad guys. So, like, would you not recognize that this person you're interacting with is not actually physically there? Yeah. The show forgot. You'd think so. Yeah. I feel like it would be obvious to, like, normal people if you <laughs> took one second you know like she you never see her eating you never see her open a door she's not touching anything she you don't feel her move past you nope. she doesn't move the couch when she sits down next to you nope that's why making Nothing. people believe Start they're getting crazy like a weird feeling is the only way that that you can actually effectively work that's it you have to literally attack one person and really focus right. your whole attention right. on making them feel like they're fucking losing their mind because technically they are and it's like nobody else can see it that's the only way if you're trying to interact with a real society you're at a loss man you should just take I over mean, clearly somebody. it works though it clearly works right so maybe we're <laughs> we're the idiots maybe maybe we can save the maybes for more of a dayish part of the day girls i was you know, watching Giles crouch down the weird crouch so that he could be in eye level with everybody else in the scene, I guess. I don't know. That was a weird moment for Anthony Stewart had. Uh, he takes his glasses off, right? Mm-hmm. So if Giles is the first. Is he interacting with an object? No. That, okay. No, because it's part of his rejection already, right? Yeah. So glasses are fake, just like everything yeah. else. Okay. I just want just wanted to set some rules. Sleeping bag, not okay. Glasses, okay. But he's the first and only person that the first has impersonated. Whoa. With... Glasses, so it was an interesting thing that stood out no, to me. No, I think it's clothing. I think it would be like the same thing if the first is standing there and tugging on their shirt or something. Right. Okay, but you wouldn't be able to then set the glasses down. Yeah, you know, or you couldn't take glasses from someone and put them on because right. it's still just a projection. Or I guess you could set them down, but it wouldn't make a sound. There would be no. Well, they would just disappear. I would think. I feel like it has to be like in contact. Oh, maybe. Okay. Okay. Otherwise, they could throw. St- uh- I mean, I don't know. Maybe the first was the one who was haunting the house and tossing everything. Right, right, but that right. was the whole point, right? Is that it's supposed to be non-corporeal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe projection-wise, though, too, with the glasses. I mean, nobody else could touch them. But could the first put down an object? Like, it would still just be a projection, but it's just hovering in air. But it looks like it's sitting yeah. there. So it looks like yeah, it's on the thing. Yeah, that's what I would kind of think. But it's not. And yeah. if somebody were to try to interact with it, they would It would immediately it would go, go through work. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that would be weird. I... Want their, I wish the instead of them realizing, I mean, I guess the reveal was kind of cool when they get to the hotel room and realize that Eve is dead and, oh, my God, Eve is also in their house. What the fuck? But it would be kind of fun to have, like, a realization of, like, you have to be the first because we're standing in sunlight and you don't have a shadow. I mean, like, cool. one of those, one. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. physical things that you should be able to notice about this person who's not actually there. Yeah. Ooh, or, like, uh, they're, it's raining, right, and they're not getting wet. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. 
Or like like instead of like going around it, like or you could yeah something's weird yeah yeah like, or like there's a light and they don't block the light a light shines past them yes. or something. Guys, nice. Buffy CG is not that brave. We're not, we're not that brave. <laughs> we already gave up on the face eating first Burr. thing. We had to go with the, your, a, your beautifully captured blinking like, PowerPoint fade yep. out. I like it down here. It it's firm. Okay, so the first officially sucks. To me, because we're doing that thing of we're we're telling and not showing again, where we have to keep reiterating how dangerous and how scary. Well, yeah, the that's first because is, right? the first is a ghost. It cannot be fought. It cannot be killed. The first evil has always been and always will be. That's because it doesn't exist and can't do anything. Yes, right. So there, I thought that was so funnily highlighted, unintentionally funnily highlighted in this episode with Eve being like, hey, "I'm doing my one liner." Buffy's like, "Leave!" <laughs> like, what are you gonna do? Yeah. You can't make it leave, but also it can't do anything. Yeah, <laughs> it's just so stupid. Like, what, okay, I need a temperature read. Stasia, how evil is the first? How bad and scary is the first at this point? I mean, zero. It's always been zero. <laughs> and now with the Turok Han gone, it's only agent. Yeah. Other than the bringers, which are clearly ineffective. Yeah. Yeah, Daniel, I don't know. What do you think? Did you find that hilarious? Oh, no, I think that it's weird. I'm like on the fence of like, if this is not being self-referential, I almost feel like they are doing this on purpose. (laughs) Unless, you know, again, you sort of take over other people's minds and bodies and they're strong enough to overtake you. It's that's you can't be scary, really. I mean, you can just make people mad. And we've already seen that with Spike. So I okay, fine. It it seems like if the first is the biggest, baddest, scariest thing that Buffy's ever faced, it is the first evil and all evil and will forever exist and has always existed. And because evil exists in the universe, blah, 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 that there should be some horror elements to it. And when I think about like the scary images from Buffy that like stick with me, none of them is the first. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, scary Joyce and scary Warren. Pretty good. No, no, I don't even know what you mean. When, when Joyce, you know, Dawn, the house is being haunted in conversations with dead people, and you see Joyce, like, reaching out on the couch, that's pretty scary. Oh. And then Warren being creepy in the hallway. She like, wasn't reaching out on the couch. She was just dead. No, I'm with you, Kelly. I'm with you. And and Warren was, I mean, I don't know if that's scary, but he was creepy sitting there in the corner like that. That was pretty, mm-hmm. I mean, it was weird to watch, yeah. But probably scary as us, not scary as, the. I mean, the, the Joyce thing, it's got to be scary for Dawn. But, yeah. like, for Andrew, he's seeing Warren the whole time, so he's not scared right like that was just for the viewer to be scared so fair enough on that but i think it goes back to your point of the first doesn't work in a group setting right like that's the problem one-on-one you can possibly manipulate people into doing your bidding but in this group setting eve is found out and then what what's the the first recourse that's all i kept thinking of like she's so no i'm not going anywhere so eve just stays there as a weird projection just like hilarious being annoying and pissy and like that's your entire power like that's it (laughs) pretty incredible (laughs) or you come back into the house as someone else being pissy and annoying and they're just like okay i'm gonna just walk through you and continue about my day (laughs) i'm just gonna swat you and annoy you until you leave me alone so really, the first is only scary and effective to people who don't know what it Correct. is. But now they know what it is, and therefore you can't really... I don't know. That's why it was a pretty good move to pick someone they didn't know yet. Well, mm. another thing mm. I really hate, and this is so Buffy, and so I don't hate it. I actually love it in a way. Is like we're back to this this every single fucking year is where we ramp up the tension of, of our big bad, and then something happens. In this case, we get our guy decapitated. So now you're right. We have nothing... Nothing's going to happen. So now we get to have the lull of about three or four episodes mm-hmm. where we just 
have fun. We go on dates. We do this. We do that. Yep. And then we have to ramp it back up. <laughs> Same shit every time. And it's like that's – we've talked about it forever. You know, is this a better 12 episode or a 22? It's better as a – I mean, again, I like, the tw- I like this because even – I like watching my friends. So it's still fine. This one maybe tries my patience. Yeah. I mean year. the – Terracon was like the most aggressive, scariest thing that Buffy's ever gone up against, and she killed it in episode 11. I know. Yeah. And like, we still have half a season to go. Whoops. And it's not going to get harder from here. <laughs> That's kind of no. it. I'm talking about Caleb is, is so scary and so unkillable. I would, I would like to say that Kelly did make me think of something when you said that it was um, good for the first to choose someone we didn't know. I was like, yes. But now that you've said that, that makes me wonder, why would the first pick someone that they could find out was a potential and is now dead? Why not just pick some random dead girl from 100 years ago and pretend to be a potential? Oh, that was in my yelling. Because that's bullshit. Why not do this constantly? Now that we've discovered this, yes. do that all the time. Appear as literally any teenage girl and claim you're a potential. They'll never fucking know. Calm as hoarseness and pretend well, the whole thing. I mean, eventually they do they come up touch. with rules like you have to <laughs> touch know. the person or whatever. So it's over. Yeah, it's fleeting. It's a fleeting moment right now <laughs> but they should capitalize on it yeah. right now right now the first could have done a lot more get though. judy garland <laughs> yes. back put her in this house and let's see what we got i mean that would be fabulous you okay. look so familiar i get that a lot <laughs> it is starting to get crowded around here totally okay quick round of Reasonable or ridiculous. Now, question number one, we've already gone over, but I just need you to say it categorically for the game. The first as Eve was in the Scooby HQ for at least 36 hours, and no one noticed that she never ate anything or interacted with any objects. Sleeping bags notwithstanding, Stacia, reasonable or ridiculous? <laughs> ridiculous. Daniel, reasonable or ridiculous? Oh, it's the worst. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> okay. No one is sleeping in the basement, even though there is a cot, few if any windows, only one entrance, and concrete walls. Stacia, reasonable or ridiculous? Well, I mean, if someone is coming through the one entrance, you have no escape route. So reasonable? I guess. Reasonable for no one to take. We're, we're clearly running out of space very quickly. We could easily put these girls down in this basement. I'm not saying for security purposes, just for space reasons. Yeah, it's fine. Basements are cold. It's fine, Daniel. Basement, I think it's reasonable. Basements are cold. Safety in numbers, keeping people close. They should all be closer. They should honestly be huddling more. Fortifying more. They need to fortify. I just don't understand. Cuddling, this is risk. one might say. This is risk. Fortify. Fortify constantly. Fortify I'm just saying forever. Fortify in the basement. I my, don't think it's own. clear that they're running out of space because... The only person that's bunking in any room that's not the living room is Kennedy at Willow's room, and Willow clearly has more space on the floor for other people to sleep. So much space. Yes. And that doesn't count Dawn's room and Buffy's room and, you know, every other room in the house. Yeah. 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 It seems they like have a dining choo- room. they must be choosing to sleep in the living room. Yeah. Also, you want to be able to get outside. Silly, there is no else. exit from this basement, so you don't want to be down here. I think that would be a strategically bad thing to do, which is why I'm shocked that they're not doing it. Because that is what they're doing. It's the wrong thing. <laughs> oh, that's, what, that's what you said. I thought mm-hmm. only one entrance and you thought only one exit. So mm-hmm. fair enough. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Reasonable or ridiculous, this is the first time we've heard of Bell Jax's eye. <laughs> Station. Uh, reasonable for the show? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. 
every show introduces something for the first time that we've never heard of before and we'll never hear of again. That would be totally useful and valid and an angel we already came up with the powers to be like episode one I feel like that we use all the time I, but that's fine. I don't know that Bill Jolks's eye is useful or reasonable though because as Anya pointed out memory. it basically just has what we all yeah. have which is memory. <laughs> but it, it was still useful. I don't know Daniel reasonable or ridiculous we haven't tried to utilize this. No the, the reason why all of that the powers that be Wolfram and Hart all of the all of the great MacGuffins are great it's just like the council could be great as well is that they're used often and used all the time and they're kind of consistent this is some bullshit and the only way that you can do it and it's fine I'm not I'm they're in a rock and a hard place I really do feel for them and that's why I kind of think they're trolling us a bit because the only way that you can introduce this is exactly how they did which is Anya being like you can't tell them about that only we know about that so we as a viewer have to be on the outside so they obviously have known about this the whole time but Giles has been holding sure, back because oh god this is a step too far to talk to the memory guy yeah. like get out of here <laughs> fair enough okay 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 you mean the memory eye the, me- hey, the memory eyes before we move on I would like to remind everyone that we're oil pot we are a real- damn Bill I uh, the memory guy <laughs> sorry Bill I uh, the memory guy uh, we are a real <laughs> podcast why can't I say we're fuck it we are a real podcast and you can find us everywhere at BB pod <laughs> Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, we have a website, bbpod.wordpress.com, that contains notes about our show. Also, very importantly, on that website, there is a link to a Spotify playlist that I lovingly put together that contains all music <laughs> in this oh, show, Buffy the Vampire go. Slayer, as well as all music in our podcast, If the Apocalypse Comes, Beat Me, that is available on Spotify. You can go, if you don't want to go to our website to find the link, you can go straight to Spotify and type in what? <laughs> beat Me hyphen fun time playlist. Mm. You're doing, you're doing it. You Playlist did it. for podcast fan season seven. You did it. You, ha- you, you did have it. to pause. You faltered. You doubted yourself. That was about no four reason. spaces, four or five spaces in between. It was, I fucked it up because <laughs> I almost said uh, pod list. Oh, and then I, but I like then that. I realized podcast that I, playlist pod list. Oh, but then I realized that I didn't say pod list. I actually said playlist, and that was like my brain <laughs> shutting down and rebooting, <laughs> and so I kept going. <laughs> yeah, that was the sound that happened in my head. <laughs> uh, so check out that pod list if you're into that kind of Hell thing. Yeah. Pod list for playcast fans. You got it. Let us <laughs> yell about some stuff. I'm gonna go first. Because it's right here. I'm looking right at the screen. I absolutely hated every fucking thing about the last scene. Buffy walks into the lair of the big bad, seemingly unimpeded. She says nothing to Spike, knowing full well he has been tortured by the first appearing as Buffy. And Spike, mm-hmm. the vampire with superhuman strength, was unable to free himself from the bindings that were easily cut with a regular knife. And Buffy doesn't have the nerve to carry him out like a sack of potatoes. And I hate that. Stacia. <laughs> I just want to say he's weak. Clearly he's had his bloodlet and he hasn't eaten anything in days. With a knife. Just a little knife. That's a big knife. Just a little knife. Stacia. It's <laughs> a big knife. Uh, what's a wing? I mean that in house mm. terms because Kennedy talks about wings for her house and I hear that and I didn't know what it was so I looked it up and I still don't know what it is. So what's a wing? Yeah, for me, I like <laughs> when she asked that, I was like, isn't it just like parts of a house connected by hallways, That's right? Like, I would think. like, Yeah. Yeah, like you have- Yes, more... but no. Yeah. Because they're like outdoor, up. indoor hallways. Oh, God. I yes, see it, it as like another house. It's like the second house connected to the house. And then it's like the yes. third house is yeah. connected. And then it's just multiple houses on yeah. the Yes. House. If you have wings, you yes. have multiple houses. Yeah. There are multiple houses connected by outdoor hallways, yeah. I guess also known as yards. And then the definition was like, also, they don't have to be connected. Yeah. So they're just separate buildings. You're calling them a wing, but it's a different well, building. Like the West this wing. is what Cody Your needed. sister lives in a different was. building. That's what he needed all along. Yeah. Anyway. 
Daniel? Oh, uh, was it just me or did the Cockney one, uh, whatever her name is, her accent. Molly. Molly. Is it me or did, did her accent change? She was so subdued when she oh, was probably. talking. And then she like really ramped up the Cockney after that. And I was like, oh, we, <laughs> you know, I was like, this is the benefit of filming in like semi real time is that you can fix mistakes that you made. But then they just went right back to it. So I was like, All right. I wonder if she's. She's probably American. I don't Gotta think she's British American. at all. Mm-mm. She's just some yeah, girl I didn't from look that up, but I bet Santa Monica, man. Yeah. It, she's probably like the, the niece of a casting director or something. I was like, hey, you guys need somebody? And there you go. That's not very nice. She could do she's a mean cockney. Yeah. Hey, oi, come down. I've been watching Mary Poppins. Uh, I can't. We can't. This is why. This is the level. This is what happens when you hire unprofessionals. It's true. Is that a word? Amateurs? Yep. That's the word. <laughs> Stacia, please. <laughs> uh, Xander's Xander's whining that the potentials are keeping him awake, and I'm like, why don't you sleep at your own fucking house? First is not coming for you. And then to have the gall to say, our house. Back yeah. at our house. It's official. Scooby HQ is the house of all houses. He wants to be part of the group. That's really all he's doing, right? Because it's not... They don't, they don't think that they're chasing after Xander. Like, if Xander went home to sleep, they don't think that he could be potentially murdered, do they? Or Possibly. do they not? I think what, what they'd be more worried about uh, would be that the the first would try to manipulate him as well, right? Like the first would appear as, remember when we thought about Jesse as a thought experiment? First appears as Jesse and tries to get him to do his bidding or something. But you would hope that Xander would be wise to this, but it is Xander. So I think he could be got. That's true. And you could do it as uh, Philip from Chicago, like we said. So yeah, you could be, um, what's his name? Philanderer. The Philanderer. Yeah. Stuart Burns. Bring him back. Stuart Burns. There you go. <laughs> Um, I got to respect that they reused Overland Charters. And if you remember from uh, yeah. Indeterminate episode you did a of Buffy, dive on that. Yeah, I yeah. did and discussed somewhere else in this podcast, but it's real and it's only serving Texas and Oklahoma. And as far as I know, it's still only doing that. I did not look it up again, <laughs> but uh, that is where you can get Overland Charters. Still real. Uh, way different. Totally different branding. Totally different everything. Yeah. But. I'm glad you made a note about it because when I saw it, I was like, Daniel already uncovered the truth about this and it's real. I'm glad they used it again. It was great. (laughs) I mean, I've already dunked on the bringers, but I am really mad. At the very beginning of the episode where they're descending upon Rona, they just wait. They just wait. They could just fucking kill her. They could have just run up and stab her. We watched two girls at the beginning of the season. We forgot about doing the cutscenes of them getting murdered. They just ran up and stabbed them. Why don't they just run up and stab her? Sure. The end. Stacia. I just realized looking at this screenshot of the knife she's holding is a bringer knife. Yeah, so that that was the thing. At first, I was like, why the fuck is no one in her way? I think they're implying she killed the few bringers that were guarding. Uh, right, because the Turok Khan's gone. That yeah. was the whole thing. It was like, the Turok Khan is making it so that Spike can't be right. rescued. So she must have killed the bringers on her way in yeah. to rescue Spike. Getcha. But there's no blood on the knife. Whatever. Well, she didn't kill them with that knife then. Why are you so smart? All the time. <laughs> she could have wiped it off. She could have wiped no, it on their robes no, too. There would still be traces. But you're right. She could have fucking stabbed them with one, or just killed them a different way, broken their neck, and then taken a clean knife. And I never thought of that. It's your turn. I don't even remember the scene, but this was a scene where Dawn decided she was going to stick up for Buffy, and I thought it was really, I think it was when she was talking to Andrew, and she said Buffy could stomp ninja ass, and I just really liked (laughs) that. That was very cute. How come the Slayer is always a girl? I don't know, because girls are cooler. I think a a guy Slayer would be badass. Like, like if there was this ninja, a guy Slayer would be like, you may be silent, but this will shut you up. (laughs) Buffy could stomp ninja ass. The silent warrior? (laughs) I think not. She can't even slay that special vampire. Sister solidarity. <laughs> yeah. 
I, mean, I like Dawn. Dawn and, yeah, and Smack not Man. a lot of Dawn. So every time I see Dawn, I'm very happy. I do miss Trachtenberg killing it. I know. It throws in a sharp relief how little annoying she's become compared to the potentials. Right? Right? And how she was never really that bad. I mean, really, like, oh, my God, I didn't even feel... The way I feel about the potentials is just not close to how I... Like, Dawn is nothing. Dawn is a normal character. (sighs) The potentials are the worst. Okay, Daniel. (laughs) These beads that are in Willow's room, my question is, are these Joyce's, are these Tara's, or are these Willow's? Absolutely, Tara's. Okay. Yeah, I was so thrown. Every time I restarted this episode, I was like, where the fuck are we? Because... I don't think we've ever seen those. No, um, for sure not. Regardless of who they are, I don't, I don't think we've ever seen them. Now, Willow is in Buffy's old room. Um, oh, is that where we're okay, at? Okay, Buffy didn't have those beads, though. But she, yeah, but she definitely yeah. didn't have those beads. And we know Tara was into home decor and Willow's not, because Willow's dorm room, sad. Tara's dorm room, amazing. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. But was okay. all black and cool. I mean, but beads, I guess, maybe. I, I think it's Tara's. I mean, that's my personal feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was jarring when Anya said Tara's name in this episode. I was like... <gasps> <laughs> can't yeah. believe we spoke her name <laughs> she's not allowed to be talked about um okay felicia day's character vi says uh her watcher i saw uh i saw a vampire once in a photo a blurry photo right mm-hmm. so have we talked about this before now we, we know that uh, vampires don't have a, a mirror reflection right but have we explicitly talked about whether or not you can photograph them because in some shows not that we're watching True Blood or anything. You can, but they make a comment about how that's established vampire lore mm-hmm. uh, is that you can't. You cannot photograph them. You can't put them on film of any kind. Do you remember ever talking about this on the show explicitly? I don't think photographs so. like that? I don't either. I don't think it's ever come up. Yeah. But I also don't ever remember there being a uh, on the set of Buffy the Vampire Slayer photo of like Buffy and, and Angel. You know what I mean? Which would be something you would do, like put it in her locker, put it, you know, sure, on sure. Her, her nightstand or something. Sure, if you want a bunch of questions. <laughs> questions from who? Who's this 200-year-old? Principal Snyder, <laughs> yeah. of course. Snyder, her mother on that one day, she's not <laughs> drunk and oh my God. Buffy. I don't think we ever established that Joyce was a drunk. Uh, yes, we did. Put that drink, drink down. Yep. <laughs> that one time. She got drunk <laughs> <you>, one time. <laughs> do you listen to my montages, Kelly? Do you listen to my montages? <laughs> they, always mom, start, they always start and the last one started. You haven't heard it yet, but the last one starts with that. With mom, <laughs> put the drink down. Don't you tell me what to do. Smash. <laughs> it has to. Of course, I suppose it doesn't really matter because I won't actually be in any of the pictures. You'll be in the pictures, Mom. Okay. Well, the picture thing, we don't know for sure. Jury's out. Apparently, we do now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> <We do laughs> Juries <laughs> come back. They've rendered a verdict. And the verdict is <laughs> vampires can't be photographed. <laughs> Thank God Blurrily. someone's holding this together. Blurrily. 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 verdict. The blurred jury. I, I have to imagine it's because the watcher took the picture and watchers don't understand how cameras work, just like they don't understand how phones work. I like that. There's just like a big finger in front of yeah. the, the lens. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I hate Kennedy's bangs. They're terrible. Uh, in the scene at the beginning when she's in Willow's bed and she's trying to hit on Willow, she's got her actual bangs tucked back and then she's got like these short little baby hairs, which look even worse. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how do you think you've got any game right now? So this is a question I forgot to ask, but now that you've brought it up, thank you. Uh, okay. First part. Do you still hate Kennedy? Yes or no? Absolutely. Daniel? Yeah, of course. Okay, great. So... I am curious if this is the Hayden Christensen syndrome situation. Do we hate Kennedy because of the dialogue or do we hate Kennedy because of Iyari Lyman? 
or Limon, Be- or her name, the actress. Oh, uh, yes. Oh. Yes, to both. We hate the dialogue she's yeah. given and the way she acts. Daniel, do you think it's a hated Christmas situation where, like, she's a good actress, but she's given garbage to work with? Oh, I think she's. I don't know how old she is. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say she's young, but like she's not a good actress. But I, I'm not really mad about her for that. The dialogue's fucking terrible. I found out today that she was. She did a screen test or audition for um, Carmen in the L Word, uh, Shane's girlfriend, and I was like, thank fucking god, it went to Sarah Shahi because oh my god, wow. Anyway. Just we're gonna have to keep checking in on the on the Kennedy thermometer of how much vitriol and if it's deserved because that was part of our mission statement before going to season seven is is Kennedy actually as bad as we feel she is and the answer so far absolutely fucking yes because of the dialogue because of the acting because of it all you're given garbage to work with and you also might not be the best one to work it that's what happens anyway Daniel your turn that's true that's true um, Andrew love Andrew in this episode um, I love <clears throat> <laughs> look at his little where face. we're going with the um, Andrew, like, directing, you know, talking about how he's bored, uh, episode one bored. <laughs> episode um, one Hayden Christensen. How, how's Buffy going to do this? Like, that was all really fun, and obviously we're going to have Storyteller coming up. And But the whole time, again, I was thinking about normal again. The whole, you know, like, I'm convinced that Andrew is just the id of Buffy saying, you need to spice things up, girl. We got to get back onto our mojo like we did before when we had cool stuff going on here because you've been really boring since you came out of your fugue state. And now you're back, and we need to have fun. I like that. I like that. Because he really does shake this show up in a way that no other character really does. Mm. Well, when we're awash in a sea of potentials who are annoying the shit out of everyone, it's really nice to have the concrete comic relief character. I mean, that used to be Xander, or at least, you know, they tried with Xander. Uh, Whether or not you found him funny is a different question, but that was definitely his intention. Uh, Andrew, at least, is there all the time to be the funny guy. I'm with him. Keep the chatter down. Or speak up so I can hear you. I'm bored. Episode one, I'm bored. Lizzie McGuire's friend, Chloe. What did you think about, no, 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 when uh, the Uber van came up in the arena? That was one of the worst things that's ever happened on the show. I blacked out. It wasn't great. (laughs) I I don't actually remember. The only reason why I do is because she was like, "Oh my god!" when we were watching it. My head, my head was probably in my hands though, and I'm just doing this, just shaking my head. Like, why are they going up the scaffolding again? No, 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 no. Okay. Anyway, that was a me that only. That was personal to me. Stacia. Uh, the last thing I have is, um, is Buffy telepathic? Uh, that's a good. She just said this, and I was like, "What the fuck do you mean?" It was Willow, and I, and she was like, mm-hmm. "No, no." Well, everyone was silent, and then suddenly Buffy was inside of Willow's head. Mm-hmm. Willow, mm-hmm. can you hear me? Yes. Now, we remembered we we did this before, which is nice. The show remembered that we did use telepathy a couple times in the past, so I appreciate that off the bar, like respect. But you bring up a great point. Theoretically, it should be Willow who's introducing this psychic mm-hmm. link, mm-hmm. and it wasn't. It was. Buffy, who initiated this telepathy link. So what the fuck? <laughs> I think the only conclusion is what you've come up with, that Buffy also somehow is telepathic. Or we could be guffing it away with that since Willow opened those channels all the way back in the gift. She has to constantly tune out her friend's voices in there, in her head. Brutal. That was not where I was going. But oh. Yes, I hope so. I hope so. That she's actively ignoring the thoughts of her friends <laughs> 24 hours a day. Yes. 
Like Xander in the corner just thinking, don't think about sex. Don't think about sex. Don't think about sex. <laughs> Paint drying, tiles, construction. I'm constructing. Don't think about sex. And Buffy's sex. like, somebody stop me. We're all going to die. I'm so sad. Yeah. 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 Great times. Great times for Buffy. To go yeah. back to the normal again, uh, feeling it really hard. Not only in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I'm getting a lot of weight of the world. Uh, references straight up spiral with everybody standing outside as they're inside the convenience store Uh, a little bit of Anne from the pan up shot when she's uh you know doing her showtime shit um faith you know with the motel you know we just don't care about some kids yeah um Mm -hmm. bring on the night literally from last week with the with the speech but i'm also getting other shows too i'm getting some true blood from our southern bell eve um jesse pinkman when we Mm -hmm. have spike going through a dream and then being wrenched out of the dream uh, oh, from, yeah. you know, Jesse Pinkman yeah. still being with the Nazis in Breaking Bad. And then finally, um, I was thinking Hedge Maze for our boy Spike. I mean, you asked about you asked oh, no, about uh, no. carving into him. But uh, I'm getting my dad wrote a porno where they are smearing uh, semen all over symbols, symbols in semen uh, all over uh, our boy here. For what? What are these symbols? They're so Boring. They're generic, vaguely demonic symbols that uh, mean that they're you can open circles. a portal. <laughs> they're, they're crop then he circles. Then he started saying, she will come for me, she will come for me. And I was like, ooh, that puts a new new meaning on that. So didn't mean to write that. No, Daniel. <laughs> but you're welcome. That's what I was going to say, is that I appreciate you bringing up normal again over and over again. This is, this is the monk's refrain. We need someone to just think about this completely differently in a different way that Stacia thinks about things, where... You just have a logical through line. Daniel has a, this is probably an absurdist thing. Monk. Monk. <laughs> it's a monk. On. It's always way deeper than it actually is. It always. Always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only logical explanation. Okay. Um, I actually, I don't think I have anything else. Daniel, do you have anything else? Okay. I wouldn't touch you for all the kittens in Korea. In 2022, it's estimated that there are 2.54 yes. million pet cats <laughs> in South Korea. Uh-huh. Uh, which Damn. slightly increased over the last year. I mean, there's probably didn't so much we more. once do the math on how much a cat costs? I think we so. Did. Probably. We did. We, <laughs> no, we looked up that type Daniel. of cat. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. a spike in North Korea, however, it's a different story. In 2021, oh. Kim Jong Un f- actually feared cats and pigeons spread COVID, so he demanded the elimination of all cats <gasps> and pigeons. Now, of course, as with most dictatorships, there's no way. To, I mean, nobody's really going to take that seriously. In in the same interview or press thing that came out that said eliminate all cats, he also eliminated or banned uh, all n- quote non socialist haircuts, which include the mullet. So you're not allowed to have a mullet. <laughs> so we're kind of like, what are we doing here? Is he a bad guy? Yeah, sorry, that's not the takeaway, is it? <laughs> <laughs> and they're saying good ideas. Yeah, so that's all for Tort, our boy who doesn't want to touch. So, what's Anya. the figure again? Two two point something. Two point five four million. About in seconds, the same amount of seconds that Willow took to look up the neck injuries of Sunnydale. So, <laughs> um, excellently. Okay, all right, all right. We'll just kind of float because these all kind of go together. So outside of Torts. Business, you can see in the right-hand corner a karate championship. Let's get a little zoom in action here for everybody listening. There's a karate championship on Sunday, October 19th. We don't know what year. Doesn't really matter. It is, however, (laughs) at the Mahar House, the Mahar House Community Center. That is a real place. Actually, it is the address, I think, actually. So the real address is... 
1115 Mahar Avenue, Wilmington, California, 90744. It is actually in Long Beach. Uh, south of Santa Monica, 112 miles away from Santa Barbara. And this is real. This is a real, uh, it's part of a Catholic Charities of Los Angeles, but it is a place okay. for kids to go. They got, I looked at the Google Maps. It's like, you know, offers free free meals for kids and stuff. So real place, but 112 miles away from our fictional Santa Barbara town. So why are we doing this? Now, the only reason I can think that we're doing this is to pivot over to our boy, Andrew. So Andrew, I love A License to Kill because of Bob Dylan. Love it. <laughs> great. But License to Kill, that was a great thing. But he went on a tangent about Timothy Dalton getting no, you know, respect, you know, coming into an old regime and, and shaking things up. And the broccolis were just treading water stylistically. You know, Timothy Dalton never got his props because he came in at the end of an old regime. But he had it going on. He went rogue. But the broccolis, they were just treading water stylistically. Is there a language that you're speaking? I think that they're making fun of themselves, the writers are, for treading water on the show. That's where I think the meta-ness comes in. And I'm like, who are the fucking Broccoli? So it turns out the Broccoli's, Broccoli himself, Albert R. Broccoli, was one, he produced like every single James Bond in the 1960s into the 1970s and then into the 80s as well. But he was supposed to get on a flight in japan in 1966 they were out scouting for the movie that would become you only live twice he was supposed to get on a flight um boac which is like the british occidental airlines or whatever flight 911 so like the original 911 my guys and he canceled his ticket the day of this plane crashed near mount fuji due to clear air air turbulence which i never heard of before but essentially it's like a, a, you can't see any clouds or anything. There's nothing disturbing that you can tell. But what happened that they determined was that a mountain wave came off of Mount Fuji and basically upended the um, airplane suddenly. And then it, it sparked mm. a fire and caught a fire. And then the whole thing burned down. The, on the oh plane, weirdly, we were talking about photographs. They found an eight millimeter film that had photos of the person's um, vacation. And then hauntingly, it had two interior shots inside of the plane. Um, as it was going down. And then there were two empty frames that people um, figured was actually the um, the mechanism misfired by itself when it was going down because it was being subjected at that point to seven Gs of like structural load mm. on it, which I'm like, oh my God, that's that's insane. Why did he cancel this though? Remember what they were talking about, about the ninjas. They canceled this and not just him, but the producers, people that are have been knighted by the British government or whatever the hell the queen is the entire basically like production staff of, of James Bond canceled for a ninja competition. They did not get on this plane what? to watch a ninja competition. Um, like American Ninja movie. Warrior or like old school Ninja Warrior. I don't know. I, I mean, it's just a ninja or maybe it's just like a show where people are just flipping and doing stuff. But I think obviously that, that contextualizes our ninja thing that our boy is talking about but also weird that we have a karate championship i i mean again i think they're doing this all on purpose so uh that was pretty cool timothy dalton mm. i famously never watched any of the bond movies except for golden eye because uh we played the 64 game all the time as kids and so i was just was like oh, contacts and pierce Brosnan. hello guy from mrs mr doubt mrs doubt mrs doubt fine <laughs> at the time so i was like i have a touchstone here this guy's important in my life uh wow I had no knowledge of Timothy Dalton outside of knowing he was in a Bond movie because of the show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm. We unwittingly watched a show 
that he is in for almost all of the episodes mm. called Doom Patrol, not knowing that he was Timothy Dalton. And mm. I gotta say, mm-hmm. after watching three seasons of Timothy Dalton in Doom Patrol, fuck that guy. His moves are probably <laughs> trash. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I disagree with Andrew's take. The Broccoli's were right to do whatever they did or didn't do to him and his career. The end. <laughs> you can take that to post. I don't know. Publish. Pub- to the letter Hit machines. Tweet. There yes. you go. There yes. you go. Well, thank you for doing that research mm. on the karate championship of Broccoli. Too far away from, from Santa Barbara and the Broccoli's. But yeah, it's so weird about the, the that crash. Oh, we were watching that, that history of Star Fox thing. I'm mm. sorry. I keep getting so close to you. <laughs> wow. Um, or no, Tetris. We watched a video about the history of Tetris. And then just like this random figure who's one of like a Russian psychologist who played the game for the first time as it was in development was like, this is dangerous, I think, because it could be really addictive. Not, you know, dangerous or whatever, but like people could become really addictive to this. And then like at the end of the video, the guy, because it was like pretty much a documentary, this guy that does this stuff on YouTube, because anyway, he was like doing a, you know, where are they now thing at the end, like this guy, blah, 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 and went on to do this, this, and this. That fucking random psychologist is like, and then in 2004, he fucking killed himself, his his wife and son and shot himself. Like, what the fuck? Like, this guy was just like a footnote in the Tetris story. But then it's like, <laughs> He what? had Tetris going on in the background. <laughs> Tetris made him do it, clearly. Shit's dark. Anyway. Sorry. Dark do you have any other yelling about this shit? No, that's, that's Come on. <laughs> we have to end it. Please. <laughs> the rails, they've been removed. Okay. They've been uh, removed. Crashing just like that plane in Japan. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, Too no. soon. <laughs> 1960, wow. whatever. They Too lost soon. four. They lost four in one year. And in fact, a plane oh, that crashed one day before. And this plane that took off, that crashed outside of Mount Fuji, had to go around the flaming wreckage of the Canadian of the Airlines flight, flight that happened last. Yeah. How fucked up is that? Is it all because the same like weird like up? No, no, that was totally something else. No, they had eight survivors in that other one. Did you hear about the almost crash that happened at the Austin airport like two days ago or something? Almost Uh, South Austin. Yeah, we said almost crash. Yeah, almost crash. A Southwest flight was uh, cleared to take off. It was taxiing down the runway at the same time a FedEx flight was cleared to Mm. land, and the FedEx flight literally within seventy five feet of hitting the Southwest flight pulled up into the left like the very last second or they would have just like crashed and burned into a fiery wreckage. Jesus. Yeah. Aircraft control, egg on their face. My yeah. goodness. Apparently it was foggy and so aircraft control couldn't see the runway. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so a real guessed. thing though. That's a real yeah. thing though. Apparently yeah, that happens all the time. All the time. So, they're, they're ready for that or they should be. I mean, they normally are. It doesn't happen all the time, right? They don't... Uh, crash yeah they were like the only thing that the pilots did wrong is the southwest flight took off a little slow but it's like why were you clearing someone to land at the same time there's a plane on the literal capitalist landing strip somebody will complain that they didn't get their thing their package yeah Yeah. but so i was reading about it and they were like normally if you're going to abort a landing you need like at least 300 feet to do that Mm. and he had 75 feet when he decided to like it was like literally like you put the plane in like the highest thrust and like pull up and just like pray to God that you don't die. <laughs> and I was like, for packages? For packages? This is it. This is me. This is the package. And if it's so deficient that you need to get your kicks elsewhere, then we really have a... Ooh, unidentified flying pizza coming in for a landing. But it didn't happen. Anyways. Everybody, we're good. Anyways, yes, it didn't happen. It was an almost crush. 
Goddamn. Sorry to distract further. Let's do our watches. <laughs> Thank you. Please. We can. We can. Xander Construction Outfit Watch. I said no, but we do go to his work site, a library that will open in May 2003, the same year and date that our TV show ends. Did you know that? Also, it's five months away and it is a concrete hole. And I know that they can work fast, but <laughs> that fast? The scaffolding, Daniel. They have the infrastructure. Well, the scaffolding. Xander personally hasn't been at work, so nothing's getting done. Oh, that's he right. He's the linchpin of the project. And I'm sure when he gets his eye injury, that's really going to, you know, keep everything going <laughs> Move well. Move things along, yeah. <laughs> just really keep going. The barbed wire is going to get out of control. Uh, the rest of these are kind of angry, so just take my gruffness with oh, please, yes. what is meant to be, which is that this episode fucking sucks. Maroon Jagger watch on your belt alert? No. Don Piercing Screams? I, did I miss it? No, I said no. No, nah, I don't think so. No. Chips Ahoy? No. The Littlest Bad? No, I ain't even seen one. And in fact, we can't see them because they're blurry. So uh, Buffy has a personality. <laughs> Not that I saw. I didn't see a personality. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Okay. Please, so, please elucidate. She references Thunderdome, obviously. Now, she could just be, you know, it's like, like I've never seen Thunderdome, but I could reference it because I know Tina Turner's in it, and I know one man enter, or two men enter, one man leaves. I know all that shit, even though I've never seen the movie. So, I don't know if we can count that. But she's also maybe seen Misery. Dauphin Watch. No, and I wish he was. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Most valuable weapon, the Sunnydale cell phones. <laughs> No, Absolutely. of course not. As we talked about, <laughs> should, there should be cell phones. Lots of cell phones. Michael Wicket, Amy Gothwatch, I did say yes. The coven is presumably doing magic. <laughs> Andrew kind of implied that he could, he wanted to do magic. So like, I count that as well. Um, okay, there's too many damn kids in the Summer's house. Of course. Yes. Willow herself at the beginning <laughs> says it's starting to get crowded around here. But then she gets a head injury and then she says, the more the better, I figure. So she's <laughs> lost the thread. And I feel bad for, for Willow. <laughs> By the way, is Willow okay? No. She has to sleep on the floor to avoid statutory crimes. She <laughs> refers to her magic as old agey to have Kennedy save her from herself <laughs> instead of just telling her I'm not interested. She rambles on to a telemarketer on the phone pretending that she's talking to a coven in England. So again, the head injury is really getting to her. Um, she's made to do magic to make a barrier after saying she didn't want to. We know later that it was just kind of a, it's a ruse, as, <laughs> as the kids would say. Um, and then um, she has to deal with Kennedy. Yeah, also bringing up the big, bad, scary Willow. And they'd be like, mm -hmm. stop it. Like, it's a joke. So, so that was mad. kind of- I was um, like, Kennedy, you do not know her. You do not know her. Also, you could know her. You've been sleeping in her bed for two nights now, and this is the first time you're asking her about herself at all. I, don't, I just, shut up. Shut up, Kennedy. Fucking shut up. Books a million. No, I didn't see a book in the entire thing. Streets ahead. I said, yeah. What part of town is look, you know, Botox as I Avenue? Hey, know, see, she said that too. She was like, streets ahead. Streets yeah. ahead. That's good. That's exactly what I said. It's like, you guys are doing this for me. I love it. Um, where the fuck is this hotel at? Honestly, this is another part of town. This is like a beachy part of town, which is like, yeah. we haven't gone to the, I think, well, we have I been think to the spiritually beach. we're supposed to believe it's Faith's motel. It is absolutely not the same location though. How is this not. also in, pretending. oh, oh, they're, no, 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 they, if they are saying that it's her hotel, they are fucking lying. They have the map painting shot. Uh, and we've seen it before after Faith left the show. So they are choosing to use a different one on purpose. It's a totally different place. Um, however, it should not be in business. They have one check in a week. How did this non-corp or no, sorry, she did check in because she died. Uh, but yeah, how did how do you even have a business with one person a week? That's yeah, what I want to know. No this part of town would be so scary to be into where the police, which of course there is no police and that's the whole joke as well. And um, we also go to the future site of a public library that will never exist. So that <laughs> is a street ahead, sort of. Giles' biggest <laughs> KO. Um, I said it's unfair, but if the world is ending 
and the potentials stand between good and evil. We can all agree with that, right? The world is ending. The potentials need to be saved, right? They need to be taken care of. Couldn't you, as a dad, as dad, buy some fucking cots for these kids? (laughs) Buy some fucking cots. You know, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a couple bucks, but you're the dad. Or somebody is. Somebody needs to pay for some fucking cots because they well, need a good Well, that's what that was part sleep. of my basement argument. There is literally a fold-up, roll-away cot in the fucking basement. Someone could be sleeping on that. Okay, don't have it in the basement. Bring it up to the fucking living room. We have options. We have options. And then my final one was that KO was him yelling at a sentient uh, tryptophobia or whatever. The, you know, fear of all the holes. Oh, yeah. Disease. Yeah. 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 That. yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. And that's exactly what that was. So he's just, he's mad at that stuff. It's tough to be Giles. <laughs> Poor Giles. Oh, man. Yeah. He's uh, he's not going to come out great this season, I feel like. He just keeps fucking up. And he's here to fuck up. It's one thing to, in jest to be like, you fucked up because you're not here and you should be here. Now you're here. You can't buy these kids no, no goddamn beds. You can't. You can't do that. You can't do one thing. We know you have money. Uh, well, that's, you gave money to what a, that what a weird um, you know, plot hole, too. And we've talked about it a couple times when it comes to us, which is like, some things could be solved with money, and he has money. He has yeah. money. And it's like, we could really solve a couple of problems with money, straight yeah, up. that'd be great. And did, do we know that if he got, did, he didn't get paid from the council. They blew up before they activated his payment, I assume. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, otherwise, he just got all of his salary. The man just came into more wealth, and he can't go buy some cots. He's incorporeal. He might be the first, I understand, Maybe we can't do it right now, but just for the show, we should do it at some point. I can be in this. Kicking it righteous. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Thank you for that update. I'm so excited to rank this sucker because it's going to be high. Uh, Willow Hacks, we talk about the net slash something wicked this way comes. She floats a candle. Uh, she does telepathy. Bringing that back. And casts a barrier. Even if I'd argue Buffy does telepathy, but whatever. She receives telepathy. Uh, I gave her a seven. <laughs> I'm sorry that Is I. Is that all it takes? You receive telepathy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like somebody else doing something and getting credit for it. Oh, no. She needs a W. She's about to commit bad things she's trying to prevent by sleeping on the floor. <laughs> Dawn, she's going to go to the special house. She's going to go to the special house. Uh, Dawn needs an adult. She's immediately annoyed by the, uh, and unconvinced, immediately annoyed by and unconvinced about the potentials, which is good instincts. Great job, Dawn. She tries to get everyone to shut the fuck up and fight. Great job, Dawn. She has no time for Andrew. Very funny. Maybe you shouldn't have killed your only friend. Incredible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Murderous blow right there. <laughs> so gave Donna seven for bringing the pain. Uh, Monster of the week. Neander Vamp is losing his luster to me, as I pointed out. Seems to be weaker, slower, stupider already. Not great. I do really like Torg. Now, I know Torg is not uh, the monster. He's just a demon that's doing his business, working his nine to five, who had you know slept with oh. Anya. And he solved the problem of getting to Beljox's eye. So if anything, he's a good guy in the episode. But I just want to point out, I loved his makeup. I thought it was so cool. I love that it was asymmetrical. Even the dumb, weird tooth horn in his forehead. Like, I like that. And I thought that, like, the freckling, speckling was great. The hair looked really good. They did a great job on this guy's makeup for his one and a half minute scene. Like, it did not need to be that good. I'm so sorry to, to jump in, but did you guys notice the blood? Like, the same CGI blood that we saw that oh, falling no. on the seal? Yeah, I didn't notice that. Did, did, did you notice also that. notice that it was a riff on the fucking fart noise from the ice cream machine? Was it? Up the portal. No. They opened up the portal and it was basically the same <laughs> fart 
you know, really? poop noise. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got it. I got it. So it'll be in the Good. episode. You Thank guys can God. Hear it. Sorry, well, have, you have to have a one right after the other yeah. comparison so that we can prove this because I can't. I don't know. Next ball I'm off. Next ball I'm off. Fabulous. <laughs> I didn't that. But the makeup was good. CG blood aside, makeup so good. was good. But I gave it a four because the monster of the week is actually the stupid Turok Khan and he got his ass fucking beat. He got his goddamn head pinched off. Uh Giles level of Giles slash no one woman should have that, all that power because I can't just give it to Giles because Giles is very sidelined and also he's fucking up the game. Uh, Giles is basically useless useless again. He tells us about Beljox's eye, but as Anya points out, has an incredible, unremarkable power of memory. He takes off his glasses, but he doesn't clean them. Very on Giles. And he also leans on a chair. So maybe he's not the first... We don't know. <laughs> Buffy uses the power of her authority as a slayer to put all the potentials in danger. <laughs> so, for power and for Giles, three. Relationship goodness or badness, the core Scooby seemed to be on the same page, and we rescued Spike, so that's good. Plus, Andrew got untied, so now he's like officially a house guest slash prisoner. Uh, yep. However, the potentials are the worst. So, you know, what are we going to do? Six is what we're going to do. Episode specific. I know just the place. <laughs> Zero out of ten. <laughs> you have to leave that pause because I yelled, I'm pretty sure, while watching that yeah. episode because that was the most painful ADR slash moment of did you Did that not kill you? I, no, yeah, everything was Xander. It's like they put him in a booth and like are <laughs> d- purposely fucking with him because the last time I brought up all of his shitty ADR, he must have done it all on the same day. That was awful. I thought it was going to be like a joke where he's like, he speaks out and says, oh, sorry, guys, I don't know how to do that. That would have been funny. That would have <laughs> yeah, actually mm-hmm. brought a little bit of lightheartedness to it. it no. It was so <laughs> we, painful. It was like <laughs> we let the scene go on too long, so we had to add a bunch of dead air so that Xander could wait and say his line. I'm like, then cut the scene. How pivotal is it for them to stand around this fucking countertop for an extra five and a half seconds, which felt like a goddamn eternity before Xander delivers the powerhouse of, I know just the place. <laughs> I just like, <laughs> oh, zero of 10. God, this fucking episode. Total of 27, 11, 11 for the season. Below sleeper. This is trash. I'm glad I didn't pigeonhole myself into raking this way higher than it deserved. Stacia. How would not, you pigeonhole yourself? I couldn't, but some people on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm fucked. <laughs> Understood. I've made mistakes. Understood. Stacia, please tell me where you put this episode. I put this at 126 out of 133. Ooh. Yes. Good. What is, a, what is what uh, is What's below it? Uh, the Puppet Show, Ted, Go Fish, Some Assembly Required, Restless, The Pack, Bewitched, Ooh. Bothered, Bewildered. Restless! Oh, yeah. My number one I restless. restless. My number one restless. I hate it. This Third episode worst. is better than Restless. Oh, yeah. I'd rather watch this over Restless. <laughs> Absolutely. Every day of the week. This is, this is the only place where we just so divert with such a divergence. <laughs> Everything else we're so on board with, but man. Uh, I love this podcast. <laughs> Thank you. What did you have to say in your uh, very brief synopsis? I'm just, I'm surprised you don't want to know what I thought was better than this episode. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said that. You said all those things you said were below, right? All those things I said were below. Yeah. I thought this was better, or I thought episodes that were better than this is um, I Robot You, Jane, and Witch. Nice. I agree. I 100% agree. I agree, too. I'd rather watch those than (laughs) (laughs) I'd much rather watch that dude say, I'm jacked jacked in. in. (laughs) I'm jacked in. (laughs) 
<laughs> that episode had a fucking toaster robot in it. This, nothing. <laughs> you don't like the construction hole? <laughs> the construction hole? The construction oh, hole. I think I've made my, my, my thoughts about the scaffolding very clear. <laughs> <laughs> my God! Anyway, she didn't yeah. even swing from them. She didn't even swing from them. No. We no. see her swing from buildings. Why couldn't she swing from this guy on barbed wire, nonetheless? And then she could wrap it around his his head and fucking rip it off. Oh Everything my God! Do you so think do, did this happen before George of the Jungle? They could have made a little <laughs> reference. She swings and just hits the side of a building, that and all the potentials incredible. are like, ooh. <laughs> 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 Last week's director, David Grossman, directed George of the Jungle 2. Six Degrees of David Grossman. <laughs> David, Kevin Bacon. Let's like Kevin Bacon. I know. There you go. I know. I don't like David Grossman. Oh. I do like Michael Grossman, though. <laughs> for directing this episode, do you love him? Uh, I love him for every other episode he's ever done. <laughs> of all the other many TV shows you watch. Yeah, all my much. favorite TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Please tell me what you wrote about uh, this <laughs> Uh, potentials are annoying. The first has its first slumber party. Buffy kills the Uber vamp. <laughs> Excellent, accurate. Holy shit! I can't believe this episode's ranked above wrestlers. We'll never get over it. Um, absolutely. Oh god, Daniel, where did you put this episode? Because you've oh. accidentally ruined everything. <laughs> yeah, this one's really hard. So like last last time, I'm bringing on the night was especially bad. But now I look fondly towards it. I'm like, I laughed. <laughs> I cried. No, I didn't. But I had fun. <laughs> I actually had fun. This is awful. I, I wish that I could make this my worst, which is I gave that. Well, sorry. No, Sleeper. Fuck. I wish I could watch Sleeper again. Yeah, this is hard. <laughs> I did not realize it was going to get this bad. I thought that I was. I just thought it would be better. I don't know. Sleeper it was very bad. Fun episode to do. Did not deserve 134. I'm sorry. This is your 134. Yeah. If not your 137. This is awful this is one of the worst episodes that's ever ever i've in this in the show for sure my god i don't i'd have to rewatch kill by death to really see if it was like the worst i just don't think it is I, this this has to be the worst this has to be the worst but i have to put it. <laughs> oh i mean even talking about it before i i didn't feel this way i feel like my my body is buzzing i'm so mad um 119 119 is the best i can do though so technically it's yeah in the one you know 20 above where you know, we are bad eggs and you're, you know, which I'd rather watch bad eggs. I'd rather watch go fish. All of those. Yeah. I'd rather watch, and, you know, it's fun to make fun of them. Cause like they're technically kind of goofy, not as good as some of the other stuff that comes, but God damn it. This is bad. This is, bad. I think the sheer fact that this is a season seven episode that is this bad automatically makes it worse than those episodes. Cause you like, that's early days, man. And you're just having fun and you're doing monster. Of the well, there's stuff. no redeeming qualities in this episode. Like it's not funny enough. There's just like nothing. Oh yeah. Fury, man. Really? Like not, there was no good standout dialogue. Like. And I feel bad because they're trying, they're trying so hard to make this serialized. And that's kind of like, that's the way TV mm -hmm. is going. That's the way right. they helped usher in that type of TV. But there is something to be said about the purity of those. Like we're getting this thing done. We're doing a procedural show, a little bit of serial. But that's but that was so fun about that. But it's easier to make fun of that because it's just so different than TV. And ah, but yeah, I mean, uh, what I wouldn't kill to just have like a fun Ashanti. I can't wait. Honestly, first day is probably gonna be a lot of fun because we're just not dealing with this bullshit, you yeah. know. And and we're at not least something will time. happen, whether or not it's good. Different question. <laughs> and I'm here for it. So yeah, one nineteen. Unfortunately, so yeah, one twenty two was net bring on the night. Technically, technically worse. But again, I. I feel like we're just going into a dark, dark place, and the potential yeah. sounds awful. 
And I'm like, okay, well, next one is 116. So we, we are burying a lot of these, but not far enough. I not think potential enough. will be, end up being better than this episode because we have something to hold on to, and that's Dawn. We will see. But about this episode, showtime. Station, do you have anything else to, to say or yell? It's go time. <laughs> go away time. <laughs> Daniel, do you have anything else to say about showtime? I can't possibly. <laughs> no. No. Okay, well, yes, please join us next week for Potential, where we find out if it is better or worse than this episode. Is it more fun to follow Dawn around as she has her heart broken, or is it more fun to watch nothing happen in a construction pit that's supposedly inescapable? Tune in next time to find out, but until then, Stacia, please say goodbye. Goodbye. Daniel, please say goodbye. I'm bored. Beat me episode one bored. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, oh that that's, hurts! That's a dunk on you and just Kelly. This is just a dunk on Kelly, really. So. Oh. It's fair. It's absolutely fair. You weren't even a part of it. You weren't part I of it. I wasn't. Yeah. So when wow. you came on, we instantly were better. So. Oh, I mean, that's that's true. Okay. Well, if uh, you still want to listen to us next time, uh, after that glowing review, please yeah. do. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. I should have waited. Beat, 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 beat. It's showtime. Showtime. Teach the world to move to your sound. Hop around and That doesn't make any sense. Like any of this does. No. You're rejecting my offer of sexual bribery? What am I, a leper in this town? I can't even give it away. Next ball, I'm off.